Okay, never mind. Let me try that again. All right, no, no, I don't like that. Hello, welcome to Foolish the Podcast. This is an episode. NPR? I this is NPR. Foolish has been bought by NPR. My name is Fred Armisen. Go ahead, Chuck. My name is Fred Flintstone. Ooh, that would be a great that would be a great show. I'd listen to that. Fred and Fred. Fred and Fred. Yeah. That wasn't far off from the Fred Armisen voice. Hi, this is Fred Armisen. Yeah, well, I was also just kind of you whispering. I'll work on it. Yeah, all you got to do is talk really quietly, and you're halfway there. (laughs) He's a weird dude. He is. He's he's like, he's a very, very unique man without being super weird. Like, Like Steve Buscemi is unique looking, but he's super weird looking. Yeah. Um. Like, there's a new cartoon on Netflix. I think it's called uh, Big Mouth. It is. I watched an episode or two of it already. So, Andrew, uh, my friend Andrew's a really big fan of that show, and he showed me an episode, and there's a dad character in it, and it's played by Fred Armisen, and it looks exactly like Fred Armisen. Yep. But Fred Armisen doesn't. Job. But Fred Armisen doesn't have like this super unique look to me. I, I think it's weird that I saw that, and it was immediately like, oh, that's Fred Armisen. Yeah, they did a good job. Well, he's got a yeah distinct kind of look. He seems like a, a fine gentleman. Sure. Bill, we're in October. We are. We uh, uh, my money, Count Chocula's back. I'm psyched. I think it's the best month of the year. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good month. You got NBA season starting, football season in full swing, baseball playoffs, Count Chocula, Halloween, <laughs> the perfect weather for Rhode Island, at least. Yep. Uh, October fests in general. Pumpkin stuff, if you like pumpkin-flavored things. Yep, yep. It's uh, apple picking, all the fun fall stuff. Bill, what are you doing this fall to, to have fun in the fall? Uh, playing video games, <laughs> staying indoors, uh, hopefully not never going outside. So same as the stuff you do in the summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't really get involved with the apple picking. I did it like twice, and I'm like, okay, I never need to do this again. The thing is, apples have gotten really, really expensive when you get them from the pickery. What? Or farm, I guess is probably the right word for that. The ranch? The, the pickery, apple ranch? The pickery, I like that word. <laughs> the apple... T- oh, orchard. It's an orchard. Of course it's an orchard. What am I talking about? No, it's a pickery. Because <laughs> you go... I haven't been in a couple of years. I've, I've been a lot, because I do like going. Because you feel very... It feels really cool to just walk around and grab an apple and take a take, take a bite sure. right off the tree there. You know? But uh, it's like super duper expensive. How expensive like could it be? Bu- it's like twenty bucks for a bag of apples. Good and lord! You get it in the store for like six dollars. Yeah, it's 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 insane. So it, it doesn't make any sense to go to spend save money. But then you can also pick up some pumpkins, and then you take your apples home and your pumpkins home, and you make a pie, and you carve the pumpkins, and you roast the pumpkin seeds, <laughs> and it's a whole fun day. Uh, stuff to do, which I haven't done yet, but I'm probably gonna Car- carving the pumpkin. What's your what's your default pumpkin carve thing? Uh, pumpkin carving is something I am certifiably horrible at. Okay, so you don't do uh, it. You use a stencil or something, or you let Alex do it. I c- I can't even do the stencils. I just go for the triangle face, the <laughs> triangle eyes, and a smiley mouth, All and right. that's as good as I can do. Tried and true. Sure. If I ever try to do even something as like rudimentary as like a cat face. Or like a spooky ghost, the whole thing just falls apart. I end up just making a giant hole. <laughs> yeah. And then, then having to turn it around <laughs> and make a, a proper carving. <laughs> or you the, just put a candle in the hole and you're like, hey, I made a, a candle holder thing. 
That looks nice. I learned, I learned very, not very recently, but maybe two falls ago, that you don't carve the top off of the pumpkin. You leave the top connected, and you just carve the back off of it. What? So instead of making a hole in the top, yeah, right, and pulling the stump, you make a hole in the back of it. Oh. Why? Uh, easy access for the candling, candle stuff. Oh, right. And also that way your stem is still nice and connected. Okay, fair enough. So there's like there are designs if you do on the pumpkin front. I don't know why I'm making so many visual motions with this, <laughs> but if you do it on the front of the pumpkin, some of your designs might be pretty big. And might go to the top of the pumpkin and then breach the integrity of your top circle. Well, we can't have that. So your so exactly your 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 stem section, if you, if you put it back on, will fall through. If you put the hole in the back of the pumpkin, you have you have complete integrity on both top and bottom of your design space. Uh, <laughs> I like how you're talking about this like your pumpkin defensive coordinator or something. <laughs> That's right. This is the most strategy I've ever heard in pumpkins in my life. But I'm also terrible at it, so it doesn't matter. I am good at roasting pumpkin seeds, though, which is fun to do. Uh, You know what I did for Halloween fun? Oh, uh, haunted houses is another fun thing you can do in Halloween. Oh, right. Do you like going to the haunted houses? No. I end up hitting people. No? Hitting people? Uh, Well, wanting to, or or like hitting people accidentally out of flailing and fear. Like you take a swing at the the guy in the masks and stuff who pops out of the... The bushes. Like if someone pops up behind me and screams and they're close enough to me, I will spin around with my hands extended and probably like <laughs> slap them mistakenly. But Bill, there are signs that say the actors won't touch you and you don't touch the actors. Well, I don't want to touch the actors. My my hands do, but I don't. No. <laughs> so maybe it's best you stay away. I was in, I went to. Um, Does it actually I, say don't touch, the actors will not touch you? Yeah, for, well, some of them now they have like intense ones where the actors will touch you. That's they have ones like that I don't even like, know how you would apply for that job and like set that up. Yeah, there are ones where like they'll mess you up and they'll put like bags on your head and push you and stuff. But they're like the extreme haunted houses, and you gotta talk to a lawyer for like three months before you open you, the business yeah, and get like, a waiver. <laughs> like every line yeah, has to be perfect. Like, and there's like post haunted house counseling and. <laughs> but no, typically there are a bunch of things that say uh, don't touch the actors. The actors won't touch you, and that's the the agreement upon which most haunted houses are built. Hmm. That would actually be a good idea that you had just now by mistake. After you go through the haunted house, the last room is just a psychiatrist with a chair, <laughs> and you just lay down. And you, if you want, you can talk about your feelings to kind of decompress. Sure, or like maybe some nice cocoa. Sure. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I went to. Um, do you know what I'm, I'm sure maybe you do maybe you don't i'll explain it anyway for the listener who may not be informed um i went to old sturbridge village over the weekend sounds hard to say i don't know what it is old sturbridge village old sturbridge village is in is in the middle of massachusetts and it's one of those um old-timey colonial villages where everyone is in character and they all they all do the old-timey oh, stuff where God. they churn butter and it's like it's it's like a working town of old-timey stuff it's mm. set in like the turn of the uh, seven, 18th century. Sure. You know? Yeah. 19, sorry, turn of the 19th century. Um, and what they did, which was really cool, I went at nighttime on Sunday, and they did a walking play enactment of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh. You can get some hot cocoa with peppermint schnapps in it, which was delicious. And there was like 300 people there, and they uh, they, they light it wonderfully. It's all lit with tiki torches and stuff, and it's, it's very high production value. And you watch the, the tale acted out by uh, professional actors and one professional horse uh, <laughs> of the tale of Sleepy Hollow. And you go through the village 
And so you you see when Ichabod Crane shows up and there's the people there and they tell him about a legend and then like a, it's like the legend of the thing and then you you go through and you see Ichabod's uh, his his time there and eventually it all winds up where it's like he's got to cross the bridge before the horse gets him and so the final scene is on the actual big covered bridge and you line it and there's the horse and there's the him and there's lights and fog and it's really 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 cool. And there's like a tour guide that's walking you where you need to go. Nope, it's all done through the actors and stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's it's pretty it's pretty immersive with the exception that it's a pretty big crowd, um, but it's a pretty immersive experience where the actors are like, and now let's go to the schoolhouse where he taught, and they all and then we kind of follow along with the actors, and they all they'll talk to you and, and interact with you and such. Sweet. You know? But it was yeah no you know I would I would highly recommend it. It was a really cool little experience at Old Sturbridge Village in Sturbridge, Massachusetts, just off the Mass Pike. <laughs> That's it's a good advertisement. Uh, Sure. Yeah, well, maybe we'll mention them, and they'll send us a million dollars. Speaking of advertising, I actually have to call out um, some friends of mine really quick. I'm going to do an impromptu uh, promo. Oh, no. I wasn't I wasn't consulted about this. So, yeah, sorry. If, we could delete <laughs> it. Who are we selling out for? We could delete it if you don't want it. Oh, we're not selling it. No. Uh, so a couple of friends of mine that had me, uh, I returned to Maryland a couple months ago, and yeah. a couple of friends of mine have a YouTube channel called Expert Noobs. I think I saw something about this. Yes, it's called Expert Noobs. N-E-W-B-S. Um, they're essentially just uh, two of my friends, uh, Stephanie and Damien. They play games and yell at each other while they're playing games, and you kind of feel like you're sitting on the couch with them. It's really nice. That's cool. Did you do a sit-in with them? Yes. While I was at Maryland, I, did, I sat in with them for a few hours and did uh, a couple sessions of Mario Kart and a session of Zelda. So those episodes are on YouTube on their channel. You just go look for Expert Noobs Bill, and you'll see those episodes. So do they do just like kind of casual games, or will they do a playthrough of more like, will they do The Witcher? or They've like... done like Resident Evil 7. They've done Horizon. Oh, wow. Do they do the whole game or just segments? They do the whole game, but each each clip is like 10 to 20 minutes of them playing, so... Like it was like eighteen videos of Resident Evil or something like that. How maybe this is a better question for them than you, but how do they get away with that? <laughs> like copyright wise or whatever. Like you can just broadcast the game if you're if you're like is it viewed as criticism where you can use it in material to. So yes, because I I believe YouTube and and the game companies eventually got to some sort of agreement where it actually does a lot of positive promotion for the game. It makes sense. Yeah, so it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Like gamers can put commercials on their videos and monetize off of that, which apparently isn't mm-hmm. a whole lot unless you're getting hundreds of thousands of views. You need a lot. Yeah. Y- yeah, you need a big following in order to make any sort of money off of that. And yeah, and gamers and like there's uh, it works. There's there's a couple games I've played just because I've seen people play them on YouTube and been like, "Oh, I want to try this." Yeah, I guess it makes sense cuz I know criticism is covered under free speech. Like you and I could just talk about a movie for an hour and a half and give away its entire plot. And if we sure. couch it in the frame of criticism, then it's covered under free speech, just like parody songs are. Where, like Weird Al can do whatever he wants because parody is covered under free speech. Right. You know? So that makes sense, I guess. Cool. Are they going to mention us? They did. They did mention... Um, they allowed me to plug the podcast in the videos. We've been getting oh, that, was... uh, that bump, I'm sure. That was very nice. And again, that's Expert News on YouTube.com. Not news. Noobs. Oh, okay. I thought you said news. Expert news. They're really good at broadcasting the news. <laughs> okay. They sit behind a desk. <laughs> they play and video they go, games and talk about the news. And they say, breaking news. <laughs> I've just defeated Stephanie. Yes. Ah, pretty good. Yeah, In Mario Kart, this has been Damien with Expert News. Back to you. After sports and weather, tonight at 11. 
and then the satellite guy waits seven seconds for some fucking reason. <laughs> of course, it's the best part. Well, we should have, if, if you did some cross-promotion, we should have one of them on to talk about some video games and stuff. It'd be a pretty good idea. I will have to see right. what I can do about that. Let's see. Let's see. When, when, well, once they get the foolish bump, yeah, they're going to get a big influx of viewers. Oh, it's going to um, be huge. Yeah, just comment on all their YouTube videos saying, hey, uh, foolish told us to come here. That's a great idea. And uh, also let them know your favorite dessert topping. Ooh, okay. <laughs> They'll be so confused. <laughs> foolish told us sure. to come here, strawberry. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. That's a nice little plug. Um Chuck, Bill, I want to. Uh, I want to. Sorry for interrupting. Actually, well, I'm not really. This is the show is all about that. But I want to say a scenario to you, and you tell me if it's too good to be true. Is this the? Uh, are we popping open Bill's bullshit bubble? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bill bullshit bubble brought to you by bullshit and bubbles. Um. So, here's the thing. That I'm going to tell you. You tell me if it's too good to be true. Okay. A monthly service, you pay $10 a month. So not a lot. Yep. And up to three times a week, someone, if asked for, will bring a trampoline to your yard. Up to three times a week. Yep. For $10 a month. So if we do four times three, so 12 times a month, so it's less than a dollar a visit. Right. I can get a trampoline brought to my house for how long? I believe it's like two or three hours. So it's like 30 hours, $10. So it's like 30 cents an hour. That's uh, that's pretty good for trampoline service. Yeah. Does that sound too good to be true? Um, What size trampoline are we talking? Um, Your average trampoline range. Is it one of those little circle workout ones? Yeah, it's a little circle ones, I believe, for extra, let's say you can get one of those netting things. No, but it's only like six inches off the ground and people just use it in a robot. <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. Normal trampolines where you can have like, you know, four or I five would of think your friends. The, I, think, I think the little ones are the normal trampolines. I think the jumbo trampolines are like the gymnastics trampolines oh. where you can do front flips and stuff. In that case, jumbo. The, the ones that you would have like protective netting around them. Okay. All right. And they're gonna. This is a trampoline that I don't have to worry about it handling my weight capacity. Like it's not for kids. No, it's a jumbo trampoline. It can hold like seven hundred pounds. Perfectly safe. Three times a week. Uh, what if I don't have a yard? Uh, I believe you have to have a yard, oh, then or at least somewhere to put it. Uh, assuming I had a yard, I would say it doesn't. Like I would do it. It doesn't seem like a very good business model. I also don't think I would do it often. I think I would sign up for it and then use it not enough. Right. Is uh, so the question is it too good to be true? I would say no. It is not too good to be true. Okay, well it's not true. I just made it up. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, this one I'm not making up. Well, you say that. Okay, well you tell me if it's true or not. Well, here's the thing because I don't think I would do the trampoline often enough. I think I would get it the one time my neighbors would look at me funny and I would never <laughs> <laughs> do it. I could see the fun in Tell them to join in. I don't want to share the trampoline. What about the same business model, but a bouncy house? No, it's like, it's weird kid stuff. You don't know how so to use a know. bouncy house, then. Yeah. Uh, well, have you ever been to one of those trampoline parks? No, like I want to. Like or bounce or whatever the heck they're called? But yeah, you're kind of right. I would be a little self-conscious. I would have to go with like yeah, six of it, my friends in order to... like. And, and even then, you'd still be the weird group of 30-year-olds in the bouncy park. 
I think we've. I think those times of of jubilation have have passed us by, Bill. Don't say that. I know. I just think it's the case because you're going to go and like the oldest people there are going to be seventeen year olds, and it's all going to be kids jumping around. I think that's the real reason people have kids, so they can go. <laughs> so they can go to the bouncy parks again. Yeah, just so they can do kids stuff and have an excuse to do it. All right, that might there there might be some validity to that. That's why I would have a kid. Fuck, uh, fuck, like the closeness of family. I just want to jump on trampolines <laughs> again. Okay, uh, sure. What's your second? Uh, do you have you said you had a second one of these ideas? Yeah, I have a second one. Right. Um, so ten dollars a month. Yep. And you get this uh, card in the mail. It looks kind of like a credit card, and yep. you can go to one movie a day. At a movie theater, okay. You can't do right. like you can't do like the IMAX or the 3Ds, but you can go to one movie. Doesn't doesn't matter what time. Could be matinee. Doesn't matter how long the movie's been out. The segment should be called Bill's Business Bonanza. Um, yeah. I don't. I think that one. Now that I know that you're making it up, uh, it is too good to be true. It, well, that wouldn't make any sense for the theaters. Chuck Twist. I'm not making that one up. That one is what? real, and I just signed up for it. Wait a minute. So you can spend $10 a month yep. and go to as many movies as you want to? One movie a day. That's essentially as many movies as you want to. <laughs> I know. I would never go to two. Is it, <laughs> is it only at certain theaters? How does that, that Yeah, possibly... but I just checked like uh, like the, what are the, what's the one that's close? Like Regal? Regal participates in it? Sure. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. I know. As soon as you've gone to that theater twice, they have lost 50% of their revenue, at least from you. It is called Movie Pass, and apparently it's completely legit. Uh, our friend Josh, who's going to be on the podcast later, probably, has, is yeah, apparently had for this episode. Yeah, apparently he has it and says, uh, I asked him if it was legit. He says it's completely legit. They don't, I can't. That does, it still does. And I couldn't fathom. Cheap. Like, apparently, when this company first opened a few years ago, uh, the original membership was fifty bucks a month, which kind of made it's, sense only for people like who go movies. to movies all the time. Yeah, yeah, but at ten dollars, that's ten dollars is less than the cost of a movie ticket. I know exactly. You go once and you've already you go once a month and you're fine. So oh, I figured, I what the hell, do I would you, do it. Do you have to buy it in bulk beforehand? No, apparently do, it's, do you, it's monthly you, commitments. You don't have to buy twelve months at once for one hundred and twenty dollars. Nope. Because that would make maybe a little more sense. Right. But what if this thing took off and then every person... Yeah, I don't know how I've never like, heard of it. Like, this seems like the best deal ever. It does seem a little good. I I can't imagine it's sustainable because... Let's say every single person in Rhode Island bought this thing. Right. Right? Right. And they all went to their... They only went to the movie theaters for which the movie pass applied to see... Let's say... uh, Let's pretend there was the same month in which um, uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man came out. Right. And both movie studios were relying on a $200 million opening weekend. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I go see Iron Man. Everyone goes to see Iron Man. Everybody. And then Iron Man makes $200 million. Then everyone goes to see Spider-Man for $0 because they've already spent their money on Iron Man. And Spider-Man has, it makes $0 at the box office? Or do those ki- tickets still count? No, the I, think the, I think the entries, yeah, I think the theater has to, to reimburse. So I think the give and take, it's a strange business model. I don't know how the hell it's working. But apparently the give and take is that there's been less attendance in movie theaters due to the, you know, just 
giant TVs, 4K TVs, all home theaters, all that stuff. Sure. So the give and take is apparently concessions, that more people are going to movie theaters now, so more people are spending money on concessions. Pop, right. I get, okay, that makes sense. To put butts in the seats and put people in the popcorn lines, and then they pay $17 for a kernel of popcorn? Right. Movie Pass has to give some of that to the theater. The theater gives it back to them or something like that. I have no idea exactly how it works. Like, All right. Okay, that's a cool little service I didn't know about. So I will, I will when I get my uh, card and can start the membership, I will let you know how it goes and if it's legit. We have advertised three different things on this episode. One of them not real. <laughs> no, well, we've advertised expert noobs. Oh, yep. Old Sturbridge Village, Spooky Town. Oh, yeah. No, okay, worlds. never mind. We did. Yeah. Old Sturbridge Village, Sleepy Hollow Extravaganza, whatever the hell it's called. And now Movie Pass Bonanza. This is like uh, when uh, when Jim Cramer comes on and he starts talking about like stocks you should buy and stuff. We're just <laughs> the, Bill's mad money. We yeah, need gizmos and yeah. gadgets and, and wacky sound effects. Movie pass. It's crazy, man. I don't know how they do it. No, you're fired. No more of this. God. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was. Is that the end of Bill's business bonanza? I, uh, yes, this is the end of Bill's business bonanza. I do have one more bullshit thing I want to discuss. All right, Bill, you are coming locked and ready to go here today. Oh, I have plenty of things to talk about. Um, All right. Can I tell you the... So, have you ever wanted to get a tattoo? I, I uh, the, it's the, the idea for getting a tattoo has floated kind of through my brain a couple times, but I think I've settled on that I'm never going to get one. Okay. Like, when you were at your closest of wanting one, what was the thing uh-huh. you were going to get? I was... I had it the design kind of done. It was going to be like a Rhode Island states kind of theme oh. where like the outline of the state and then the 13 stars i think it's 13 stars on the flag and then hope some kind of rhode island theme tattoo that's cool was where i was leaning towards pretty pretty good i was also going to get a matching tattoo with my sister but we've since decided against doing that oh okay fair enough um so i've never wanted a tattoo i've never okay. i've never represented anything enough in my mind in order to get a tattoo sure um but someone did ask me that sort of same question over the weekend about if I what was the closest I was to getting one, and I forgot how dumb my answer was until I recalled it um, oh, over God. the weekend. Um, so the only thing that I could think to represent apparently when I was like nineteen was just a set of credos that I had in my my mind, like like rules that I wanted to abide by, a certain code. Were they Apollo credos? And they were not Apollo Credos. <laughs> it's terrible. You're welcome. <laughs> Sounds like a great cereal, though. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Credos. <laughs> like, like, come on. Oh, that must have been a thing in, like, Rocky IV before yeah. he died, because Apollo was really promoting everything. They're like Cheerios with the American flag on them. Well, they were just, like, shapes of his head, oh, his yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> Credos, man. Like the marshmallows in Lucky Charms, but just Apollo Creed yeah. instead. <laughs> Have your credos with Coat 45 malt liquor. Absolutely. Carl Reathers, the man. Okay, I'm sorry. So, so they were like, what were they? Um, Just like about being, oh man, I don't even remember the credos. Were just, they like just the just cat hanging from the tree that said hang in there? No, 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 no. It was just like one <laughs> sentence little things like, uh, like don't ever stop working hard or... or exercise will make you happy blah 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 it's just sure. just dumb just dumb little rules don't stop believing were they all journey song lyrics yes they were they were <laughs> they were either journey song lyrics or tim robbins uh quotes 
I or Tony bet. Robbins. Tony Robbins, not Tim Robbins, not the actor. Tony Robbins. Well, Tim Robbins quotes would be pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, Zay Watsoneo. <laughs> I just randomly have Zay Watsoneo on there. Promise me, Red. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously, I wasn't going to get whole sentences on my arm. That'd be stupid. So what I did was I made little like squares with little symbols in them to represent one of those sentences. Like, like the exercise one was like a smiley face holding a, a dumbbell or something. And oh, I, ha- I had like 12 of these. And so it was going to be like 12 squares, like two by six. And they were called the Bellosophies. <laughs> And I was going to get those symbols <laughs> tattooed on my arm, almost like some sort of weird wristband. Uh, Bill, that's a terrible idea. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I was working third shift back then and going to college. I was awake like 19 hours a day. I was, I was in a weird place. Does the tattoo artist have a responsibility? <laughs> As an artist to say, this is a bad idea, you think? Is is there... Not to defend myself, but, but I'm sure every tattoo artist has done way worse to somebody oh. than the Billosophies. Uh, of course. Of every, well, every time you see a Nazi with a Confederate flag sure. uh, tattooed across his aorta, you're like, oh, that's a pretty bad idea. Yep. Um, but okay, so I, I will say in in seriousness, I'm sure the philosophies in earnest are a nice idea. That's it's a, just that's fun to good... hear someone else say it besides me. I've yep, never heard they're... another human say it besides <laughs> myself. No, there are there are. I think it is uh, as the great uh, Omar said from The Wire: every man must have a code. And if, sure. if your if your code was um, exercise makes you fun and whatever the other stuff was, uh, if God, it's a I good don't thing, even remember the other ones. <laughs> They're good little tenets to live by, and that's a little reminder, uh, memento style, of what to do with your day. I think that's that's great. There are many, many worse uh, uh, reasons to get a tattoo or tattoo designs to have. I feel like there's going to be a a large but at the end of this sentence. (laughs) But. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds to me like they're just going to be emojis in boxes. (laughs) Hey, I thought of emojis before they were popular. Yep. Which, hey, I guess, yeah, you were prescient. You were a man before your time. Sure. Um, wow. And how, so, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being into the tattoo artist shop, money in hand, put it on the counter, 0 being never going to do it. How close were you to this happening? Not that close. Probably, like, f- 5, maybe 6 if I was stretching it. And you would have done like, it right Like, I, I had it drawn on a piece of paper. Okay. That okay, no longer had- exists. Yeah, so I was in the same spot with my Rhode Island idea tattoo. Uh, uh, you had it on the arm. Was your, were you going to go with? I was going. I wanted to do it like somewhere where I could see it all the time. Like on your, like on your, because we have two rows of six boxes. So on your forearm, maybe. Yeah, I thought down. of maybe doing it on my forearm or like across my wrist, like kind of a wristband kind of scenario. So that would be tiny, though, right? Yeah. So it would probably it probably would have been like the forearm. You could have just gone with the text, um, the sentences. People do text tattoos all the time. Yeah, but twelve sentences would have been like really long. It's a lot. I uh, yeah, that would have been a, would have been a lot of text. We we both knew a person with like a two paragraph tattoo on their back, and it was just it was a lot. Who's that? It was a person I dated a while ago. Oh right, yes. 
Uh, and hey, she, uh, she liked it a bunch, uh, but it was like it's a whole, it's a lot of, it was probably 12 lines and it was like her whole back. So it would be a large uh, tattoo to get 12 lines done. Yeah. So yeah, dumb mistake, uh, narrowly avoided. Yeah. I, uh, I'm typically, as much as I don't want a tattoo at the moment, I'm pretty pro tattoo. But yeah, just not for me because I'm too indecisive is the thing. Yeah, I always feel like I will regret it soon afterward. Philosophies, I definitely would have regret it. <laughs> yeah, like there are very few things outside of, I don't know, a couple of sports teams and a couple of movies that I have liked for 20 years, you know? Sure. Like the list of stuff in foods, I guess, but the list of stuff that I would be even willing to consider putting on my body permanently is like five things long. And I don't know how permanent they all are. Like, I imagine a lot of them would be like, in 10 years, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah, exactly. But maybe if I have a kid one day, when I have a kid one day, because I think that's probably going to happen, most likely. Let's not, whoa, whoa, off the rails, off the rails, off the rails, abort, Ooh. abort, abort. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. I am Expert pregnant. news. And it is the listener's baby. That's right. <laughs> Send that's me child life. support money. <laughs> Oh, boy. Bill, do you want to do three fine things, or do you want to do ten minutes on baseball? <laughs> Is that a choice? Yeah. So we do one but not the other? No, I mean first. Or I guess we don't have to do ten minutes on baseball. I don't know if I have ten minutes on baseball. I've got five minutes on baseball. I was actually going to ask you about baseball, because you did say before the season even started how much you wanted to get into it. Sure. All right. So go for it. Let's hear it. The floor is all yours. Uh, you are on the mound. You have thrown that bag around on your hands. The resin bag? Yeah, the rosin resin bag or whatever it is. And your foot's yeah. on the rubbery thing. So here's the pitch. And it's down the middle. I won my fantasy baseball league. Oh, nice. Yeah, that happened on Sunday. Um, what do I you win? I still didn't... Pride. Yeah, just a little thing on ESPN that says, you won a little animation of a trophy. Oh, man. Worth it. Um, Totally worth it. I <laughs> I still didn't watch much baseball. I was going to say, do you feel you learned Seoul. anything besides a couple last names? I, no, I certainly learned a couple last names. I learned more about baseball statistics, uh-huh. about advanced metrics and stuff. I'm really into that stuff as it, any, as it is, especially with football. So I like learning more about it in regards to baseball. Um, Does fantasy I'm, use war now? Fantasy doesn't use war. They okay, use well, I was going to say, thank God. They the only even that thing that could be considered advanced metric, which it's not, is WHIP, which is walks and hits per innings pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, they don't know that use any of them. I'm very excited for the baseball playoffs because now it's a small, digestible size. Like yep. there are, there's one game tonight. It's the Yankees and the Twins, and that's the wild card play in game. And then the winner of that game will go on to face. Uh, Cleveland, the Red Sox are going to play uh, the Astros of Houston, who are a very, very good team, apparently. Yes, very good. They've got the probable MVP in uh, Jose Altuve, who is a ball of wonderful electricity. Like, he's just the most charming guy in the world. Who's as tall as us. Yeah, he's (laughs) much shorter than us, probably. He's 5'6". Oh, yeah, he's probably 5'6". Yeah, he's shorter than us. Like, yeah. Uh, and he's just amazing. He's batting three fifty. Yeah, he's just, just incredible. Uh, Steals like fifty bases. Yeah. The problem is that so the first game is on Thursday night uh, during the Patriots game, and I it's prob it starts earlier, but because baseball games are incredibly long, it's probably going to end at the same time. So it's going to require a whole <laughs> bunch of flipping. Yep. 
That's game one. It's a five-game series. The first team to win three wins. Game two of the playoff series. Uh-huh. Where you want a lot of people to watch. Where you want as many people. You have 170 games for the season, and you have, you're have you going to put your best players it's all come down on, to this. On primetime TV. It's the one time everyone's going to watch. This game is at 2.05 p.m. On Friday afternoon. <laughs> Easter time, right? <laughs> Easter time. <laughs> yeah. When 95% of your viewable audience is either in school or at work. There are two groups of people who can watch that game. The first group is people who are at the game. Yep. <laughs> the second group is people who are retired or have a... I don't even know or don't have a job who don't work during the day at least. I could watch it because I work from home, but I would have to extremely slack off at my job. But wouldn't you say the the largest demographic of people who they want to watch in the game are not going to be able to watch that game? Right, of course, yeah. People have jobs. Like, and that's who they want. They want people watching the games who can spend money. They want, like, that's what they call the key money demographic or whatever, you know? The, the 18 to 45 people with more dis- disposable income. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. They, they did one of those last year, too. I, I don't get why Also, they do I it. can't watch the I can't watch the damn game. I want to watch it. I want it. I've been trying all year to watch baseball. There's finally a game on a day that's not competing with a football game that I have nothing to do, and it's on 2 o'clock. And then by the time you want to watch uh, game three, the Red Sox will already be down. They'll be down two to nothing. And then what the hell's the point? It's such, it's so bananas. I can't fathom a reason why this game is on at two o'clock. And even if it's because it's, oh, it's seven, there's a different game and it's competing with it. Well, then compete. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) NFL games compete with each other all the time. They do fine. Exactly. It's ridiculous. So I'm very, I'm, I'm not very upset about that, but I'm perturbed. Yeah, whenever you see something that's just like such bad strategy, it's it's always strange. And when it's coupled with with the bad strategy that is that is ne- negatively affecting you, it's just the worst. It's just a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. But such is baseball. That's all I've got on baseball. Do you have anything on baseball? Um, I don't really. It always it always surprises me how much money people make in baseball just just because of the fact that it's really long. Like 162 games is so many games. Mm-hmm. Way too many games. Yes, of course. I've watched maybe six of them. Okay. But because of like people buying tickets, that enables these guys to make... Millions. Millions. Obviously. Of, hundreds of millions. Like you, If you are a halfway credible pitcher, like if, if you can have like a, a five ERA... Which is not a good ERA. You're giving up a run no, every two innings at least. That's a, a team's fifth starter has a five. Well, a good team's fifth starter. Uh, a mediocre team's fifth starter has a five ERA, maybe. Yeah, if you're a mediocre pitcher, yeah. um, you could still make like $12 million a year. Certainly. Which sure. I think like only quarterbacks in the NFL <laughs> make like $12 million oh, a year. If, if, if you look at the comparison, the worst starting player on the Red Sox rotation... Or staff, whomever that might be, yeah. Um, provided they're not a rookie or at the veteran minimum, will make as much as the Patriots' best defender. Yeah, probably. Like Devin, like they will Devin be like McCourty, the fifth or sixth highest paid player on the team. I, have, I would say the top three outside of well, the Patriots are a weird example. Um, but on like a an NFL team that spends money uh, as other teams do, like I would say top three. I mean, 
Like, even Rob Gronkowski is making, like, $8 million this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's unfathomable, especially when you consider the risks that are associated with playing football. Right, exactly. Yes. So so much more tremendously higher. Their contracts aren't guaranteed. So especially with like rookies or who make seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Like if you're a fourth round draft pick and you get to come into the game uh because the guy ahead of you got injured, and <laughs> you get injured, you're probably not ever gonna play again in the league. Yep. Uh, and you will have made $500,000 for two years of work with no other, I mean, some, that's, it's not, it's bad to say no other appreciable skills, but. And got multiple the, concussions and who knows what other wear and tear. It's completely insane. The only, I mean, the NFL makes so much more money, I think, than, they, they must make more money than baseball, even without, even with smaller games because the TV contracts are so much bigger. Possibly. We got, we really wanted to, this is a serious show, huh, Bill? I don't know, we. There's some funny mixed in there. Sure. Hey, Chuck. Okay with that. Go fuck yourself. How about that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever we get off the rails, we just curse at each other. (laughs) Yeah. Son of a bitch. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's that was a good sports minute, Bill. I think we should uh, take a serious but quick break. All right. I want to get a drink. My voice is parched, and the oh, you mean like a break? Break. The pipe's gotta shine, baby. All right. Bike! Bike! Now's the part of the show where Bill and Chuck will tell you their three-five-things. Could be places or people with mutant faces. Three-five-things. They're not great, but they are not things that we hate them. Three-five-things. And no more, there won't be six or five or four, just three Hey, if you like slinkies because they look like springs, here's some other stuff. It's three fine things. <laughs> how, how far in advance do you write those? Uh, that one's been that one's been a couple weeks in the making. Okay, Good. I probably have like three more Good. pre-made before uh, I have to start. <laughs> Doing some soul searching. <laughs> All right. Um, it's three fine things. I think I'm going first, right? Yeah, go for it, baby. This, uh, the world is a great place. Um, here's why. Here's okay. So the f- this is the, this is an interesting twist on it. My first fine thing is yet Ooh. to be it will be established by you. It is a question that I'm unsure of, and whatever your decision on it is will be the fine resolution to this issue. This is unprecedented. I know. What the hell is this? When you go to a a gas station, oh, but no. your primary objective isn't gas. In fact, your tank is full and you have no intention of filling up. You have to get a Red Bull or maybe it's a combined gas and Dunkin' Donuts station. Sure. And, and the given designated parking spots for the gas station are filled. Is a gas pump an acceptable parking spot if you don't fill your tank? It depends on how full it is. Uh, I normally I would say no. It is a average. Um, it, there, it's not packed, but there's it's it's like three o'clock on a Saturday crowd. It's not rush hour gas hour traffic. It's it's rush hour gas I hour. Would, I would it's do not... all in my power to avoid parking there. Would you do some the, loops? I would maybe do a loop, or I would at least fake like I'm getting some gas. Or would you actually get gas? 
Would you top off your tank? Even if I guess was- I would. I guess I would top off because yes, I, I do feel that's kind of a dick move. Okay, then that's then that's that's it. I could see the argument for both sides, where if you're going in, you need a place to park, and there it is. But I'm kind of with you. I think it is a dick move, and I think it is a fine. It is a. It is thusly established. Especially if, especially if it, if there's like one spot in front of the other, and you're in front of somebody that just like parked behind you mm-hmm. to get their gas. You, they're obviously going to be leaving before you, and now they're in a scenario where they're either going to back up or try to edge to sure. the side of you. So I. So the fine thing then. I know this was a short one, shorter than mine typically are, at least. Oh. Uh, <laughs> It averages out. Not parking in a gas pump when you don't have to fill a gas, uh, fill your gas tank is a fine thing. All right. That's interesting. There you go. So you stand the, the same way or you see, so you're just completely neutral on this? No, no, I'm with you. I just wanted to confirm and I didn't want to uh, uh, give my bias side to maybe affect your decision first. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm not even, I could, like I, in certain situations, yeah, if it's, if it's dead, and for whatever reason, maybe it's raining, you know, and like the gas thing is covered and there's no one there. Fine. Right. It's OK. I would feel a little guilty, too, because it's like, oh, I, I really need my fucking uh, my M&Ms that badly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my Slim Jim. <laughs> it's really that important to block someone's <laughs> passage. All right. Bill, your first fine thing. Thank you, Chuck. I forgot what we were doing. Um, So my first fine thing is something that's happened to everybody and it's always a nice feeling of relief when you see a bug but then you find out it's on the outside of the window and not the inside of the window (laughs) always a terrifying moment at the beginning especially if it's like a big dragonfly or just some some big like really like stringy thing or if you're driving and then you're like and you're like oh god and maybe you like swipe at it with something (laughs) and then you realize oh it's outside of the window everything is fine or if you're driving and it's like a big spider yes okay i have another i have a follow-up question Sure. If you're driving your car and it is a big, terrifying spider and it's on the windshield, I don't know if you're going to admit this uh, or not. Do you do you hit I, the windshield wiper to, to smush the spider, or do you let it blow off on its own? I usually my my usually beginning move is to uh, suddenly speed up the car, which is probably not the smartest move <laughs> in the world, but hope that my like sudden boost will like move it. The wind will blow it off. I I yeah yeah it is. I'm I'm kind of okay with the smushing because it could be like a driving hazard where there's this, this thing crawling across your windshield that could distract you and stuff, you know? And it's just like I get a especially if you're freaked out by bugs. Right. I think it's okay to to go ahead and deploy the windshield wiper. What's the uh, spider doing there anyway? Like what the like, hell is it What's well, it going to get from my car? Well, you were parked under a tree, Bill, and there was like a delicious bug uh, in right. it. And he he wanted to to go down and, you know, Eat the bugs. Actually, is that something you've noticed? We have white cars. Do you really do you do you have a thing where like more bugs seem to be on your cars? Uh, I haven't. I Appar- haven't noticed. A- apparently, in the summer, and this is specifically like white cars. There's a certain temperature where if your car is white and it becomes that temperature, bugs will just have a field day on it. No like, kidding. Just be all up all over it. I didn't all know up that. on it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't noticed, so I would guess yes, but I, I, uh, I'm i typically not one to notice those type of things. Do you want to know how I found this out, Chuck? It was terrifying. Um, a little bit. So, uh, this, you know where I was talking about my hand almost getting chopped off? Uh, this is number This is number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, you're going number uh, two? Not, that's not, yeah, no. No, go <laughs> that's ahead. That's not please. true. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, the year I left Maryland, uh, well, last year, it was cicada season. Yeah, yeah. And one time I came out for lunch and my car was covered in cicadas. It oh, was that, it was awful. It was just your car? It was mostly my car. There were some other cars that had them on there, but because my car is white, apparently for some reason that attracts bugs. Did you look into this at all? Or have you just made a guess because of that one instance? It's just a guess. It could be that I pour sugar on my car every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the, the white color. I don't know if that's a thing. That seems like it's not a thing to me. All right, I'm searching it right now. White yeah, I can, car. I can bugs. <laughs> keystrokes. Clackety clack, 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 clack. Okay, so the first result I found is from 2006. What were your search um, terms? Uh, white car bugs. Okay. The first result is from uh, f150online.com. <laughs> and it says, what is up with bugs and white vehicles? F-150. So this is, for Ford F- this is a, a message board for Ford F-150 owners. Is that right? I assume so, yeah. <laughs> And then the next one is from the uh, Pontiac G8 form. Of course, <laughs> well, all- <laughs> just littered with form results from different cars. And it just styles. says, are bugs attracted to white cars or what? <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point question mark. All right. I think this is plausible. This myth is plausible. It's not busted or confirmed, but I'll, I'll deem you it plausible. Look it up. There's a whole bunch of uh, results for it. My, you know what I just realized? All three of my fine things this week are car adjacent or car related. Yeah. Um, okay. My second one. Spoiler. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, also a part of a car. Actually, this one's my this. Uh, I'll save my non car related one for last. My my second one is uh, so driving in in Providence is a bit of a hassle typically. Right. It's been deemed by like all the you know car car and driver magazines and traveling connoisseur monthly and uh driver interest weekly <laughs> to be one of the the worst cities to drive in. It's yeah. Because it is it's just it was it was it's a very old city and uh it's just it wasn't laid out in such a way uh nope. to accommodate uh motorized vehicles very well. Nope. Um so there's like you have to take a lot of weird turns and stuff, and very often, uh, they're they're through crosswalks. And now people don't have to, or not, are not obligated, and I know why. It is perfectly fine to walk at an average walking pace through a crosswalk, <laughs> but occasionally you'll get that pedestrian who's got a little bit of giddy up, and it's like, okay, I'm blocking your way. You're at a turn. Let me uh, let me hurry that's, up across the crosswalk. Yep, it's a good mm-hmm. dude right there. That's a good guy who's uh, who's who get a little giddy up in his crosswalk step. Mm-hmm. This is to say, no, absolutely, the people who are walking, it's fine to walk too. You're you're well within your rights of a pedestrian to walk across the crosswalk. I'm not saying you should uh, run across. There are people who who don't have the capability to, or the people who just don't want to. They might need headphones in, whatever. They have the right of way to walk at their walking speed. But the 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 guy or girl with a little bit of giddy up in their step saying, "Okay, I'll, I'm going to hurry my way up to to keep traffic moving along." Just mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a it's a goddamn good Samaritan right there. I like it. I like how diplomatic you were being. <laughs> well, because I feel like when would... you run for office, this will not come back to bite you. <laughs> it would be ridiculous for, to expect people to sprint across the road every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually, uh, I, I'd like to say that I am one of those guys. Yeah. Um, well, I think especially with people who are able-bodied and, and pretty healthy like us, like we have the ability to do it. So I think it's good. Yeah, to I do, do it, it when I see some guy approaching and he's going to take a right turn. Like even if the even if there's still time on the the meter thing, if I know some dude's trying to take a right turn, I'll go just faster. Just a little bit of a giddy up, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't sprint. Look at me, I can't sprint. No, but you um, you do the little half jog. Yeah, the little wave. You say like, I wave. acknowledge right. you're here. Yes, all right, I'm going. And uh, that's all. That's my second fine hold thing. Hold my pants up and start jogging. <laughs> you yep. do the one, the one pant hold and the, the yep. other hand wave. And the other arm just swings. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my second fine thing. No, sure. um, <laughs> holding your pants up. Um, all right. So my second fine thing is a little more serious, and it'll probably be a pretty quick one. Okay. So there have been a couple times where this has happened, and for some reason, it just feels really good. I like going to places. And being a regular. Ah. I like going to a restaurant or a bar and just and just when you walk in and they say hi Bill. Sure. How's it going, Bill? How's yeah. work or whatever? Like like anytime I've watched Cheers, I'm like, oh I I want that. But <laughs> everyone turns around and says your name. Not everyone has to know my name. I'm not a complete I'm not a complete egomaniac, but but yeah, just like uh, yeah, the bartenders or the or the the waitresses, whatever. Are you? Um, I've are, had that opportunity a couple of times, so it's it's always been nice. Uh, you don't have to name. Let's not name the places, but what kind of establishments were they? So when I was in New Hampshire for a couple months, uh, okay. there was a karaoke bar right next to where I was at on Hampton Beach, yeah. and they did karaoke seven days a week. <laughs> so so anytime I was bored, I would go there, and I would go there. You know me and karaoke, so I would go there at least three times a week, probably. Wow. Yeah. So. So they even if I only quick. it it was so close to me that even if I only wanted to go for a couple hours, I could. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I am what just because of length of time and proximity to work, I am a regular at what you would call two bars in Providence. Mm-hmm. Where like the people there know my name because I've gone, just, uh, not even once a week, but enough times over the years. That they know me. Yeah, it's, it's a perfectly good feeling. Sometimes the bartenders will give you a free drink or... Yeah, it's just a good little place to have a, a, a an outside social connection that's neutral. That yep. isn't a psychotherapist. Um, <laughs> right. Which is also a very good neutral connection to have. Um, but yep. the bartenders are also not bad sometimes. Where you can just... Yeah. It's also really nice when you... They not only know your name, but you walk in and they immediately like... Grab that beer that they know you like, sure, and, and place it place it on the counter. Or they have recommendations for you, or just you know, yeah, absolutely. I'm a, uh, that's that's a a, uh, a friend of mine um, is the the old man version of this is the morning diner. Yes. Yep. 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 A friend of mine uh, goes to the same diner every single day before work. Like he's so he's I- like 32 <laughs> years old, but he's been going every day. Like he's a 70 year old man. That's why I would only call it fine, is because it. It's nice that people know you, but to go to like a diner every day seems doesn't seem like the healthiest thing in the world. Same same with a bar. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Sure. Probably not best to have pancakes every morning. <laughs> well, you do bacon and eggs. That's still probably not great. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's way better. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good fine thing. I like that one. I like that one. Um, my final fine thing is. Um, I have two examples for this, and it is just simply small things going right. Um, oh. When I get a... I, I thought of this because it happens to me all the time. 
when I get out of my car, I follow the same procedure 95, if not 95, if not 99% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> what if I, what if I told you uh, good things go right every time? So in the car, my phone and wallet are always out. They're always on the seat next to me or in the center console. So I, I park the car, take the keys out of the ignition, sure. put the keys in left hand. All right. Okay. Keys are in left hand. With my right hand, I grab phone, I grab wallet, I exit the car. Then I put my keys in my left front pocket, and I put everything else in my right front pocket. That's typically fine. However, when it is coming from a grocery trip or what have you, I will go into the back seat, get all of my groceries, and I never think about this until it's too late with my left hand. My left hand is my carrying hand. So then when I get to the door, my keys are blocked by all the contents that I'm carrying. And I always think, why didn't I put the keys in the other pocket? Because now I've (laughs) got to go with my right hand, which is also probably has like a single bag in it. But I've got like six or seven in the left. I've got to navigate into the the, the left pocket and it squeezes and it's tight because my pants are tight. There's a lot of keys on my chain. I can't quite fit it. And it's just, it's a nightmare. Every... Once out of every 39 times, I'll remember as I'm leaving the car, ooh, don't put the keys in the right pocket. (laughs) (laughs) That's like 3%. (laughs) It's just about there. And it's great. The other example of the small thing going right I have is um, I have a a ceiling fan over my bed with a light. Okay. And this, this happens in other places too, but the one that happens to me most often is the ceiling fan. And very often, at least over the summer, we'll turn the fan on. But we'll pull the string on the fan to turn the light off, so we get the fan at night. Mm-hmm. And then we wake up. We just we just hit the switch to turn the fan off. And then sometimes oh, right. I'm not home until nighttime comes. And now again, I'm carrying a laptop or I'm carrying some boxes or of the laundry basket into the room, enter the door, and I go to hit the light switch, and it's just the fan. <laughs> right, so it's still the dark. Yep. So there's always that moment of. Oh, I please, please be the please, please be the version of this scenario where the light is on, <laughs> where I don't have to pull the string. <laughs> and again, like especially in the summer, that would happen once out of every twenty times. And just those small, tiny things going right, huh? Is just my fine thing. Those are the two I think of a lot. And they're yeah, they're gonna happen. The uh... thing is, they're gonna happen to me for the rest of my life. Right. Sure. <laughs> like so, just like just cherish the moments when they do. Uh, happen in such a way that that uh that is just more convenient yeah little things do uh do have that impact um i would caution people against relying on them too much like i remember when i was super negative and i was like you know in my right about going to college like if i woke up and i tripped getting out of bed i would be like well my whole day is ruined (laughs) that's it (laughs) It's not going to work out. No, these are like uh, almost like uh, microtransactions where it's like this thing affects me for 30 <laughs> seconds. I forget about it as soon as it happened. That's why I can never remember to do it again. It doesn't affect the rest right. of my day at all. It's just a little tiny, just in the, sec- in the moment. I'm like, oh, I should have done this. Or finally, oh, I did this right this time. Look, right. it's working out. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like it. Sure. It's a good choice. Bill, what's your final three fine thing? My third three fine thing thing is, oh boy. So one time, so you've been to a, a, a wing place called Boneheads. 
in beautiful downtown West Warwick, Rhode Island. Boneheads. Come for the wings. Stay for the 80s music videos. We better get some money for this this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) We've been promoting a lot of shit. So Boneheads is a very um, music-themed restaurant. So all the sauces that the wings can, can have are typically based on song titles. That's right. They're, they're uh, light, the deck, the, the, go ahead. No, I was going to say their light fixtures are all old cymbals and drums. Yep. And old like a uh, movie, po- not movie posters, concert posters. Mm-hmm. And the, the screens are always playing uh, like what's that channel Palladia where it's all just old live performances. So that kind of is where I'm going with this. Okay. So um, one time that TV was playing, it might have been like VH1 classic yeah. or just something that was playing old, old music videos. Like late seventies music videos, which are just a marvel. <laughs> pretty, um, pretty late seventies music videos are so good. <laughs> There's so many fades. <laughs> There's like so many horizontal wipes. Yep, horizontal like, wipes, like pow- terrible, like home improvement transitions, oh, like PowerPoint slide transitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pixel dissolves and. <laughs> But mostly fades. There'll always be like a singer who he'll be on the left side of the screen, and then the guitarist will be on another camera shot on the right side of the screen, and there'll always be a little fade. The cross between fade. Them. Sometimes they'll, yeah, they'll sometimes they'll just leave it at halfway. <laughs> so they're both kind of halfway. It's yeah, yeah, and they'll be or on opposite sides of the screen, or one guy's whole head will take up the screen, and they'll just fade him halfway. Yep. They'll set the opacity at fifty or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, in particular, there is one video that I think is oh. just a masterpiece, right. and you have to dedic- you have to watch it. Um, Kansas, <laughs> dust, dust in the wind. Okay, dust in the wind is just a marvelous example of just a terrible, terrible, so bad it's fantastic '70s music video. Um, partially because all four guys in Kansas look dramatically different. <laughs> like, none of them even look remotely similar. If you're listening to this, do yourself a favor and just pull up Kansas Dust in the Wind and just look at what those four guys look like. Um, it's so hard to describe them. So the, there are two guitarists in the front. Okay. One has, one has one's a very skinny dude. He has long blonde hair, like like probably to his, a little past his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, the next dude... <laughs> the singer is just standing still the entire time. He's not moving. He is just standing at the top. He's wearing a black vest with a purple ruffled shirt. Sure, of course. It's 70s, Bill. <laughs> it's very ruffled. So many ruffles. <laughs> and he's got this long black hair and this like very square face. What song is... Du- I can't think of the song Dust in the Wind. Oh, my eye... Only for a moment. Oh God, that song's terrible. Gone. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> All we are is dust in the wind. All right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, the song is pretty much the same throughout like three minutes. Sure. Um, so then the next guitarist at the front right, he looks like Bob Ross. Okay. He looks Big like Afro. Bob Ross wearing like a wearing like a blue suit. Okay. Yeah. Then the final guy who is in the back looks kind of like Hagrid. What's a Hagrid? He is a uh, Hagrid is that really hairy dude on Harry Potter. Oh, the tall guy, the giant dude. Yeah, so he's he, in a couple of a very... uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Oh, yeah. okay, I was not aware of that. So this is a very tall gentleman who 
just has so much hair <laughs> that it's unbelievable. Like, the dude is skinny, but because of the amount of hair that he has, um, he looks gigantic. Okay. And so this dude, for the first maybe minute and a half of the song, is standing there doing nothing. I see. And then, and then it gets to, like, the breakdown, and he pulls out a violin. <laughs> Like, I don't know how much more I can explain the video, but just watch it and just, it's so awkward. I I think uh, what a pretty good idea is, um, would be to almost, uh, if, if, because uh, if, we're uh, unapologetic thieves, is to almost, how did, how did this get made this? And for our next official selection, select an official music video. Oh, that's a good idea. But prior to that, so at the end of next episode, we will say... These are the five videos we're each submitting. We don't know the order yet. Ooh. And people can familiarize themselves with these videos, and then we can put, peck out the order on the next episode and talk about them. It's a good idea. So for, I like that. So for the next episode, we will each prepare maybe five or six videos, and then do our official video, official Foolish the Podcast music video, because a bunch have come to mind, and this could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we could take it in either direction, good or bad. There are some great music videos, and there are some... Real, real bad ones. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So let's do that. Let's do... So next episode, whether it be next week or the week after or the week after that or whenever it comes out, we will present the listener with 10 videos, some homework, 10 videos to watch, and then we will we'll just familiarize, and we'll familiarize them with each other as well, and then we'll, right. uh, we'll boil them down. I like it. All right. I like it a lot. I like that fine thing. That was a good one. Uh, I think, Bill, uh, if, yeah, you know what? We got to bring out Josh. It's time for uh, Josh to, to come on the show. Uh, Josh is a good yeah. friend of ours. Um, Perfect. He's a good artist, uh, good dude, funny guy. Let's uh, bring him out. Um, so so he's waiting at your house, right? Yep. Uh, no, is he your house? Wait, no. I When we talked, I thought you said he was going to be waiting at your house and then we'd bring him out. I I must have I, I must have misheard. I thought you said he was going to be waiting in Coventry with you. We might have left him in the mall. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>